0: The Off The Ball Podcast Network.
1: Hello and welcome. I'm Cleta Foley and this is Off The Bench, a women's sport podcast which we hope will entertain and educate sports fans of all ages and genders. You can find all our previous episodes on iTunes or in the podcast series link. In off the ball they've got a new app actually off the ball so if you go in there it's very easy you'll see the podcast list and our, our whole series or certainly our series for the last two years is in there so you should get them get them there we're currently broadcast only in an audio format but um, we're still passionate about everything to do with women's sports so we're trying to keep it lit even though if you like live sport is just starting to come back so we still so much to talk about and one of the things we're really passionate about on off the bench is mothers in sport Um, how they cope with uh, the changes in their bodies during pregnancy and birth, how do they get back into sport, uh, is there any uh, impediment to them returning to sport at social and at competitive level? Everything about this fascinates us because it makes it's one of the things that makes us completely different from men in sport, and we think we don't talk about this enough. Uh, so we're absolutely delighted today to welcome two Off the Bench uh, a woman called Saoirse McLe- McLevin. We have to get the name right. McLevin, is that right? You say it, Sorsha. Sosha MacLevine. MacLevine, MacLevine, I should get it right um, and you have started a group called Mama Love Sport which really took, caught our interest on social media and uh, welcome to Off The Bench and we're going to find out all about it today.
0: Thank you, yeah, it's great to be here.
1: Tell us first of all about yourself and your involvement with sport, where, where, where do you come from?
0: Well, I started playing rugby um, when I uh, started at university. I moved to Northern Ireland in 2007 and I went to Queen's University. I hadn't really been big big into sports at school. I always liked taking part in sport, but I was never on a school team or anything like that. And really, I started playing rugby because my big sister played at Nottingham University and she seemed to be having the best time ever. So Mm -hmm. I thought, right, that's that's what I'll do to make some friends. I'll join a sports team and I found the rugby club. Um, and really for the first couple of seasons I just enjoyed learning a new sport and making friends um, and then I got selected to go to an Ulster camp and um, was really surprised because I didn't think I was any good and, uh, and from there my passion just sort of took off and I became much more interested in the s c side of rugby and in the competitive side um, rather than just playing social rugby. And so, so
1: how, how high a level have you played, have you played to?
0: Well, I've been really lucky to have played for Ulster. Um, I have 24 caps for Ulster um, and hopefully at some point I'll chase down that 25th cap. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a great journey and I just absolutely love playing rugby. Um, um, and, uh, and, what's, um,
1: and you started with Queensland. What about club rugby and what position do you play? So
0: I now play at Cook. Um, we're based in South Belfast um, and I play second row mostly and um, I can play prop as well. Um, and yeah, I've been there now for the sort of past five or six years. Um, I did play a stint at Belfast Harlequins when their women's team um, was founded. And it was a great step for me to go to a different club rather than playing university rugby. Um, so yeah, I've had a really varied career in uh, and the you've, AIL and in the competition too.
1: You've, you've played with us, there wasn't things, they're the AIL league and we're just talking today, we actually saw some fixtures today, we'll talk about later on, about the AIL when it's coming back and what format. Um, you, you you played with Ulster for 10 years, um, but something mm-hmm. interrupted you then in 2018. Tell us what that lovely thing was.
0: Yeah, so um, my husband and I decided we'd try and start a family, um, and we found out we were pregnant in January last year, so January 2019. Um, bang in the middle of the season, so I felt really bad for my teammates, and uh, telling my head coach was, uh, was quite funny. But um, yeah, so then I had quite a long time out then from um, obviously being pregnant. I couldn't train. Um, tried to keep active through pregnancy as much as I could um, but unfortunately I sustained an injury. Um, I coached a girls team as well and I was refereeing a girls match and just took off after one of the girls had made a break, run after her to try and um, keep up with the game and just pulled something in my groin and from there you just... It just didn't oh. get any better. You get heavier and heavier through pregnancy and these injuries yeah. just don't get better. Yeah. So that put a bit of a halt on things for me, which was really frustrating um, because really up until I was sort of about, I think until I was about 20 weeks, I was still going to training and just taking part as much as I could and obviously not doing any contact or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but it just meant then I actually really struggled with walking and all sorts. So that really did put a stop on things.
1: And the result um, of that pregnancy was a lovely, the lovely Fiacre.
0: Yes, so we had a wee boy there back in September. He's nearly a year old now, uh, mm-hmm. back in September 2019. And um, yeah, I just couldn't wait to get back to playing sport though. Like, well, this is, was...
1: this is something that interests me. I mean, um, you know, your body's undergoing lots of changes in pregnancy. I've never had a child, but I'm always curious about how much do um, pregnant women miss sport, particularly, mm-hmm. you know, particularly if they play competitive sport even, but of, of any kind. How much did you miss? Absolutely.
0: Hugely. I mean, for me, sport is not only you know a social activity. It's all my you know my friends are there, um, but it's also such an escape from like your job and from everything else that goes on. And you forget about everything when you're on the pitch, you know. And um, so I missed it massively. Um, I also had serious fear of missing out, you know, really bad FOMO. Yeah. So <laughs> down watching the matches was horrendous because my heart would be beaten and I'd be just you know wishing I was on the pitch with everybody. Um, so I missed it an awful lot and of so course there was then, a competitive element of it as well that you missed then uh, absolutely, like I'd go down to games and honestly, like my heart rate was through the roof because I'd be standing on the sideline. And of course, from the sideline, you can see everything that's going wrong <laughs> and that's going right,
1: <laughs> no, which you don't always we're see. All so, we're right. all experts <laughs> <entrance laughs> on the sideline, aren't
0: <laughs> You're like, oh, girls, how can you be getting this wrong or whatever? So, um, but yeah, totally. And and also there was probably for me a wee bit of concern about like, will I get back on to the first 15 after this? You know, yeah, will yeah. I ever be fit enough again? Will I have the time to put into training? Um, and so that was that was a huge concern as well um, for me anyway. But something I've certainly learned, I think, is. That every woman is different everybody's pregnancies are going to be different um and when you've had your baby your birth experience will be different your recovery for want of a better word will be different so um whilst for me maybe i was kind of ho- hoping to get back onto the pitch you know i'd had figure in september i kept joking with people oh you know the season starts in october i'll be back then and like no chance you know i didn't get back playing until um january this year um But like some other women seem to have no problem, you know, they're able to get back to an active lifestyle reasonably quickly.
1: Yeah. And Um, I think it depends on your sport as well. You know, so if you're a runner or something like that, are you going back into non-contact sport? Or if you do an individual sport, which doesn't involve having to keep a strict timetable with other people, all of that is different. But what Mm. interests me is what you're saying as well is it, it strikes me that births are like stars in the sky, everybody's mm-hmm. pregnancy and everybody's birth, such an individual and unique experience. And the way your body changes must be fascinating. I mean, how did your body change and what did you learn about yourself or, you know, what, what were your worries even at that stage, you know, after birth? Well, for me, I felt
0: very empowered after having Fikra. I was so, I was so impressed with myself that I was strong and, um, like I'd been through quite a long labor. Um, but you know, for me, thankfully wasn't in any way traumatic. I actually kind of enjoyed it. Um, Wow. (laughs) Good on you. Um, and it was just a, a wonderful experience then, you know, to have my baby and, um, but at the same time, completely overwhelming and, um, I remember being in, in the hospital the next day, you know, and like you're suddenly just like responsible for another person. And it was even things like the baby was crying and I was like, I don't know what's wrong. And the midwife said to me, oh, Well, have you checked his nappy? And I was like, Oh, right enough. No, I haven't. I better do that. You know, you, it's a totally new job that you have to learn to yes, do overnight.
1: It's an it's a totally new career that's thrown upon Absolutely. you And with, your body's so, changed sort of
0: completely as well. You know, I was before I got pregnant, I was probably the fittest I'd ever been. Um, and all of a sudden you know I was like wow my stomach feels like jelly you know you've all these things to worry about like um you know whether the muscles in your stomach will come back together I forget what that's called Um sometimes you can be left with a gap which sounds horrendous um and then like your general strength you're, you're tired especially the first few weeks fatigue is enormous um so yeah your body has changed completely and you kind of have to just get get back used to what it's like now um and I think one thing that frustrated me a lot is you get a lot of messages from um, the fitness industry about snapping back into your oh, pre-birth crazy, body, or pre-pregnancy body. It
1: absolutely insane.
0: And it was, it was just for me, I just thought that, you know, this is more about aesthetics for most women. This is probably about fitting back into pre-pregnancy genes or whatever. And why is that the focus? You know, why yeah. are you not talking about here? Why don't you do something that you'll enjoy? And actually getting active will be good for your mental health as well as your physical health. yeah yeah. um so that was very frustrating and also there was so little guidance available to women who are pregnant and who want to continue with sports or activities physical activities i guess because the you know you can't really do research it's pretty unethical to do any kind of research on pregnant women um so it's all just kind of like oh just take it easy and um oh keep active but oh maybe don't do the same as you were doing before you know it's very, really it's get, it's I mean, very
1: generalisation, isn't it? Yeah, it is it's very kind of huge, sweeping generalisations. And and as you say, I think too that if you're if you're uh, into sport, you want specifics. You actually like. Mm. It you like to have targets and things and, and obviously every woman's body is different uh, but I think that's a really interesting point you make about that general thing of oh ease yourself ease yourself back mm-hmm. in you know what does that mean <laughs> absolutely
0: I saw a physio who came around the ward so this is the day after Fikra was born and like she's got a leaflet about pelvic floor exercises and you know getting back into walking and things like that and she was sort of talking me through that which was really useful like I won't lie it was useful um but I said to her well look um you know I'm a rugby player, and I want you know when would I be able to go back to rugby? And she actually laughed. I was like, "No, seriously, when will I be able to get back to rugby?" And she said, mm, do "You know, get back, think about the pelvic floor, think about getting into a bit of walking and a bit of running, and like really great advice for sure." um But I thought to myself, she's probably never had somebody say, "I want to get back to playing rugby." You know? yeah, so. yeah,
1: our our circuit is something she's going to have to get used to saying as more and more women take part in rugby. Exactly, know, it's sorry, really yeah. interesting. Yeah, so. Um I was really interested in this, and this is brilliant to get hear this conversation happening. you know um, y- you your attitude to sport hadn't changed, your body had changed. Um, and and mentally you were saying you felt empowered which is fascinating I I was quoting recently Michelle Wee the famous uh, brilliant golfer um, she she recently said um, her baby I'm not sure how old her first baby is and she said that she used to complain about her constant wrist injury but after having going through labour she's decided that was ridiculous you know she can (laughs) handle it now and she may go you know she may rethink her golf career and going back to being really seriously competitive in golf which is fascinating you know just that physical experience so things change um, and what then are are there um, obstacles if you like for women returning to sport or what obstacles did you experience for a start like what 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 is missing there that you'd love to see
0: well I think for me personally it was the um the kind of advice and support as we've discussed medical advice and support um, advice about fitness training Um, But the other barriers are kind of things that actually a lot of the mums who I've spoken to through Mama Love Sport have said similar things, um, you know, worries about their fitness levels, um, worries about childcare, um, you know, those sorts of things that you maybe, you know, if you weren't going to dedicate yourself to going back to a team sport, you probably wouldn't think about it. But you want to go back, you want to be, you don't want to let your teammates down, you want to be at training. um, And it does seem to fall to mum to sort out childcare a lot of the time um you know and again on the fitness a lot of women saying they were worried that their fitness had dropped off so much and you know would they be able to get back onto the pitch or when they did would they be letting their teammates down um so those were kind of the common barriers that i saw um
1: and the eating thing sorry go on yeah.
0: i know i was going to say i also just thought um the conversation around women in sport you know there doesn't seem to be a lot about mums Um, you hear about the likes of Serena Williams and Jessica Ennis Hill who are obviously amazing athletes and have come back to their sport and done amazing things and without, without wanting to take anything away from that they are professional athletes and they have all kinds of support behind them um, and I just thought about like what about average kind of mums who want to get back to playing football or want to get back to hockey you know what is there for them and where can they turn to for some help um and that was and the, kind of what's and the this.
1: snc thing i think is really interesting because have you found did you find somebody who is confident as an snc coach to talk about post-pregnancy bodies you know what i mean it's not a specialty or do, have you even come across anybody who, who does specialize in it because i think it's a really interesting one because women post-pregnancy mm-hmm. surely um you know wonder about you know the effects on their body but they go to S&C coaches does anybody have any expertise in this area? I
0: didn't find anybody in SNC. Um what I did find was Pilates um and especially actually during lockdown I was doing online Pilates classes. Um there's a fab um fab Pilates instructor who I follow on Instagram um called Holly Grant and um, she has an account called the Pilates PT Uh, and she has some amazing advice. She's a mum, and I think she felt frustrated as well that through pregnancy, in particular after having her daughter, that there wasn't really anything for mums in terms right. of regaining strength yeah. um and she has those kind of um plans now specifically for pregnant women and for women who've had babies like directly after birth so
1: that's interesting great, interesting yeah and i um, yeah well <laughs> that is interesting and i think that's what we need to find and if people know of it they can share it i'm devla at the, the ex irish international athlete has has a, a business now a fitness business but uh, some of her work if it's very interesting because she does talk directly to people because She's, she's just after having, a, she's had a second child, so she mm-hmm. can, from her own experience and her own knowledge of s C she's sort of given, can give people advice. Now, it's obviously, as you, I think something that you stress, you don't give uh, expertise in this area. This isn't the point of Mama Love Sport at all. So mm-hmm. tell us about Mama Love Sport. What was the, what is it and what was the, what, what inspired you to, to put it together? Really, the
0: inspiration came from um, I, what I felt was a gap in the conversation around women in sport. Um, I read a book a couple of years ago by a journalist called Anna Kessel, yeah. you might have heard of, and her book, Eats, Eat, Sweat, Play. Eats,
1: Sweat, Play, yeah.
0: And I just thought it was incredible. And it, it kept coming up in my mind after having had FECRA and thinking about coming back to sport. Um, and I just thought there is this gap around mums and in sport. You know, the conversation about um you know, active lifestyles for mums generally are fitness classes or going to the gym or going running. But the sport bit is missing for me, you know, joining a team um, or going back to your team. That's what's missing. So I thought there must be women who do this, like they are out there. Um, So how do I highlight These women and help to maybe change attitudes or change the support that's available and prove it for people by highlighting what we see as the barriers Mm -hmm. and then hopefully taking those barriers down. Um, So, I thought the best way of doing this would be to give um, mums who play sports a bit of a platform and a voice to tell their story. You know, what was it like for you when you were pregnant? What was it like for you when you went back? um what were the bound you know the barriers what advice do you have for other mums um and hopefully by highlighting them um, and sharing these stories we can then um also highlight the perceived barriers and the real barriers and hopefully take them down um
1: and maybe and, even i think point people in the direction or if there are if if people know people with specialties in this area that can advise people brilliant let's share great, that. absolutely so yeah. mama love sport what's the format of mama love sport then is it a social media platform
0: Yes so we have an Instagram account um, and then I started a Twitter account just recently um, and we're on Facebook as well. Um, Facebook I was kind of hoping might get shares in more of the sort of mums groups and uh, breastfeeding groups and all those sorts of things which would be great and on Instagram um, there's quite a, a good conversation on there about women in sport already so to get some um, great wee pictures so what, of mums who, and... Who's
1: been contacting you and, and, and what sort of variety and what sort of reaction are you getting with Mama Loves Sport? Um, it's
0: been a great reaction like such a positive reaction not not just from um mums but from other female athletes who've been uh joining in the conversation which has been great so i've started off really with just some of the parents the mums that i know um and just highlighting them and telling their stories and they were mostly from rugby and i guess that's just kind of the circle that i'm in Um, but we've started to sort of stretch the arms out a wee bit further now which is great so i've had um soccer I've had hockey um, Gaelic football I actually posted today my first camogie player I saw it yeah uh, which is great so yeah. and she sounds amazing she a does <laughs> as well. like, so, um, and uh, even a Commonwealth athlete who does um, CrossFit
1: CrossFit which CrossFit yeah. is very big in Ulster actually and I, I interviewed it really good crossfit yeah. up there yeah I'm just amazed I follow you on Instagram I'm just already amazed at the variety of women and not not just first time mums mums um, with several children going back to sport mums mm-hmm. juggling lots of different things like it's such a busy time in your life as well on top of everything else but i think you're really highlighting something fantastic that we feel passionately about on off the bench as well and that is how you know why aren't we having these conversations how can we support one another what are the obstacles and the barriers and how can we overcome them so you've yeah. already had great reaction when did you start it
0: uh, I think I started it back in it was early July early July um, mm-hmm. and I kind of been like oh I'm in an hour and about do I do this and I just thought no let's go for it I had two um, mums at that point who would uh, decided they'd share their story um, and I thought if I don't launch it now you know it'll never happen um, <laughs> but something for me that I was so passionate about with this was that you know these it's a variety and these mums might be they've had their babies years ago um and they might well have only just had babies recently but let's have the conversation around all of that and as you say you've so much on your plate you know the old like busy mums thing it's real life you know you are super busy um so let's let's talk about all of that um so yeah i have got mums on there who've had babies recently. I've got mums on there who had their baby like twenty years ago. But yeah. it's good to hear that variety and hear some And advice I think also
1: it. I think also um it'll it could prompt somebody who is just become a mum as well to think about going back to sport or or taking up sport. They might never have you know just might never have cropped the mind, but they may have come across it as you said through um through a mothering uh, a, a website or something like that and might actually be sparked into thinking, oh maybe I could Play sport, you know, when because I Anna Kessel and you know we're huge fans of Anna's, and, and we've interviewed her. Um, that's one of the things she actually raised greatly in uh, in her book was this point of you know why is why did why do, why do, why did I never think about playing sport? And she covered sport, um, mm. interesting. But you know, I was saying why don't I play more sport? And you know why weren't you encouraged? And why did I give up pee and all that kind of stuff? So all of that is fascinating stuff, really. Um, you you what. Did this all come about because of lockdown, or was it on your head anyway? Um, and 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 what you what do you normally work at? Is this a, is this a side hustle, as they say? Oh yeah, myself? it's totally a
0: side hustle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's probably I think probably because of lockdown, because I was literally you know stuck in the house with my baby all day long, and we had a lot of things to think about. Um, it probably was what spurred me on to do it, um, and missing sport definitely was something that spurred me on. Um, um normally I my job, I literally just went back to work last week from maternity, maternity leave. Um I work at Queen's University, Belfast, and I work in fundraising. Um so that's a busy enough wee job anyway. Yeah, and uh yeah. what well, I used to tell people that my second job was playing rugby because I was constantly at the gym or at the yeah. pitch or whatever. Um so I've got plenty on my plate to keep me busy now, which is great. Um but yeah, this is something that is it's just so enjoyable for me to um, to hear about other mums who play in their sports and to help share their stories. You know, that's something that I'm really, really enjoying. And hopefully I can just continue to reach out to different mums and different, maybe outside of Ireland.
1: Yeah, and, it uh, could be international. Like, that's the great thing about social media. You know, we'll share it. You yeah, never absolutely. know where these things will go. Tell me about going back to, to your first night back to rugby training.
0: Oh, gosh, I was so nervous. I was... Uh, Why? I just thought like all of those things, am I going to be fit enough? You know, what if I get injured? Uh, All of that. Um, The girls were absolutely amazing. Um, They were just so like considerate of me. We were playing a bit of touch at the start and they were all like, oh, she's got the ball. She's away. You know, just really encouraging when we did a bit of contact stuff um again like they didn't uh, absolutely smash me into the ground which was good uh, so they introduced me back in quite quite softly um and actually the coach was brilliant he's been um, really supportive um and just sort of keeping in touch and asking like, you know, the next morning, how am I feeling today? Any injuries, any bumps? That's I brilliant because I often great.
1: wonder too, yeah, how, how, I mean, it's it's not an easy area for, for male coaches because they're like me, they don't physically know what you've been through. So what's mm. the trick do you think to going back and, 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 uh, and, and helping a, co- a male coach potentially, or somebody or even a female coach who's never had a child, what, how, what helped? For me, I'm,
0: just really open and honest about um about my body and i kind of have been for a long time you know i mean it's kind of not really off the subject but you know um there's been a lot recently about um female athletes and menstrual cycle and i'm like yeah. finally we're talking about this, oh, this is yeah
1: right?
0: yeah but um coming back into um into playing rugby you know definitely pelvic floor was a was a big issue for me i was like i really need to be doing these pelvic floor exercises every woman out there should be doing pelvic floor exercises as far as i'm concerned and it's again something we never talk about we're always seeing adverts for tenor lady and going oh gosh i hope that never happens to me but nobody's ever like do your pelvic floor exercises Um, so (laughs) poor poor daniel my head coach he's hearing all of this Um, another thing for me physically when i was returning to playing rugby was that i'm breastfeeding and i remember somebody saying to me years ago like about you know talking about wanting to have children and uh this was a coach who said oh well sure you couldn't play rugby while you're breastfeeding because your bones are all brittle and I'm like, really? You know, where no idea where that came from. And I mean, I don't have any uh, scientific or knowledge or background or whatever, but I'm pretty sure my bones aren't brittle because I'm breastfeeding. <laughs> and that certainly hasn't been a problem. Um, but, you know, like things like, for example, towards the end of training, you know, I've been away from my baby for two or three hours. My boobs are starting to get sore because they're full yeah. up. Yeah. You know? yeah. So uh, saying, like, oh, actually, I'll maybe step out of the last bit of contact here because otherwise I would be in a bit of pain. Right. But, you, know, you can have
1: that conversation. Fantastic. Yeah. It's so yeah, interesting. I mean, I mean really, I've I've interviewed, I've interviewed players over players over the years and, you know, people talking about playing in National League games in GA and breastfeeding at halftime, you know, I mean, that's yeah. the reality. Some women do that. They're incredible. I remember seeing the London Marathon um, a couple of years ago and uh, a woman being interviewed, a social runner being interviewed, and she was stopping at certain times to breastfeed her child on the way around incredible you know women are amazing (laughs) so this is you know all all so relevant and that's great that you have a coach like that and again if we don't have these conversations with our coaches you know it's difficult for them I think probably being open is probably the key to it yeah definitely and it'll
0: never normalize you know we need to normalize these things by talking about them and by making them part of everyday life um you know I am so supportive of mums who decide to um go out and publicly breastfeed because I think not every mum wants to do that, and that's absolutely fine. Yeah. I think if you do it, it normalises it for everybody else, you know. And people who breastfeed children until they're a wee bit older, um, they they basically are creating little people who understand that breastfeeding is important, and I think yeah. that's great, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you're doing that, especially at the side of a pitch, good for you. That's brilliant.
1: <laughs> so,
0: yeah, absolutely amazing. Um, when yeah.
1: when how, how soon after did you go back uh, to training? With uh, I think I was back
0: in sort of november time um so that would have been roughly sort of two to three months after having vikra um i would have probably gone back earlier only the um injury i'd sustained to my groin was yeah. just not kind of getting better um and i just wanted to be be careful and get back to doing a bit more of um jogging and going to the gym and things like that beforehand um, and i'm glad i did um and then and as you say everybody's
1: to, different you know, yeah, everybody absolutely. is different. There's no yeah. rule about when you should go back or when you shouldn't go back. But I obviously- had one mum
0: saying she went back to playing a match five weeks after having her baby, and I was like fair play
1: that's oh, unbelievable I mean we, we yeah. you hear extraordinary stories you know absolutely, yeah, absolutely. extraordinary stories and I, I I'm always reminded of Sanya O'Sullivan and it's interesting what she were saying today you know by saying when after having her first child saying you know I felt it made me stronger it, it also made me more focused it made me you know I had to organize my day you know in such a strong mm-hmm. structure that everything I did changed for the better you know and mm-hmm. so that motherhood actually can be something that's hugely empowering and hugely helpful and, hugely focusing uh, but everybody's different and it depends mm. entirely um, tell us wh- where, do, where would you like um, where do you want to I mean how competitive do you want to be you want to be back playing a first team rugby do, could you go back with Ulster what, what are your ambitions
0: I would absolutely love to get back playing for Ulster that's definitely an ambition of mine um, yeah I don't know if it's maybe that nice round 25 caps that I'm chasing or <laughs>
1: <laughs> <And> when <laughs> no, was the last
0: sucked. one the last time I played was um, the Interpros in 2018. So that was uh, October time, I think, um, that year. Um, it's such nice. an honour to play for Ulster. It's such yeah. a thrill and a privilege playing against the top um, players in your country, you know, and getting to play in the, in the Ulster jersey is just such a privilege for me um so I would love to be able to do that again and you're clearly
1: and, um, competitive person so that's really important to get back to the highest level possible for absolutely. you then yeah
0: so and in the meantime the goal is to get onto the first 15 at Cook as I said uh they've recruited really well this summer and they've got some great young talent coming through so I was kind of uh, a bit like oh I'm never getting on that team again but I've just got to work hard and I think I can get there so um They've got the experience, oh, ours remember all young these young ones.
1: Yes, oh, like all sport, experience sometimes can tell, you know, it's brilliant to have That's it. That's true, for sure. Um, um, our, it, rugby is at, at varying stages, actually. We just, just literally before we started speaking today, we discovered that um, in, in terms of the National League, the RFU has just announced that they're starting a community uh, series, if you like. It's sort of like an interprose, and actually, Cook and Malone and Cav and, and Queen's, and I think there's one other club in our That's going yeah, team, City of Derry are going to play in an Ulster division of it. And that's due back in October. Um and have you been playing any club games at all yet or even friendlies or anything yet?
0: Yes, yeah, so I was um I was back for our second fifteen in January. I got to play a match with them. And then I I was on the bench for the first 15 in February. Um, And then obviously with lockdown, unfortunately, that was all kind of. There's been no games up
1: there. Yeah, you've had no games. Not yet. I think we're hoping to have a friendly
0: um, at the beginning of September. So we'll be looking forward to that um, just to get us back
1: in. Um, well, I think that's when a lot of people are going to go time. back into active sports. September is we, the only the women's football national league soccer is just back in a few weeks here, and um, otherwise we're still waiting a lot of things to start up. But you know, that's I think everybody's just a chomping at the bit, not just you, that's yeah, totally. <laughs> definitely not. It um, feels like I, it's been so
0: long since I've
1: played rugby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, the, the, actually, the Irish team has just been, made, uh, just been released in the last few days. Adam's Griggs, Adam Griggs has just named his team um, because there's two Six Nations uh, games uh, to come in October. And then also, really importantly, um, Ireland are trying to qualify for the World Cup. They have to go back to a qualification system, and that's in December. So he's just named the team. Mm. And we have to mention Senna Neopa, who is incredible. Uh, During lockdown, she discovered uh, because she got injured in the Six Nations game against England and uh, she got a stinger and they x-rayed her and they discovered she had a tumor in her neck. And so she's had surgery in the past month and is back named on that team. So, wow, what a woman. What um, incredible woman! She and is. I saw her interviewed last week in the Irish times, Jerry Thorley, and she, she, she brushed over it. She was, she clearly didn't even want to talk about it. She was far more interested in talking about, you know, community activism and, and women in sport and everything else. So, you know, shout out to sending up, which be back after, after that uh, medical scare is just incredible. Mm. Women are incredible. We say that all the time, you know, and our bodies are different from men. So it's just, Really fantastic, Sorcha, to see you start something like this. I think it has huge potential, and you know, maybe next in the next year or two, you know, if there's a conference or something, we'd love to see, we'd love to see Mama Loves Sport up there talking about women and mothers in sport as well.
0: That would be amazing. And really, I'm reliant on mums uh, who are willing to share their story. So, if you know you're listening to this and you you think, yeah, I went back to playing sport after having my baby, or I started a new sport please get in contact. I'd love to hear from you and um, we'd absolutely love to feature you and uh, help share your story and take down some of these barriers that we're all facing. Uh, It'd be absolutely brilliant.
1: Well, Saoirse McLareen, It is a fantastic Mama Love Sport we think is a fantastic addition to the women in sports space in, uh, in this island and hopefully it might spread to other islands I think possibly you know there are I think there are things similar happening all over the world but it could really turn into a really great movement and I know uh, one very prominent woman in Irish sport is very interested in this whole area so we hope we can take it even further thanks so much for joining us on Off The Bench best of no, luck with you everything good, yeah. especially with the rugby Back with, Thank you. Uh, back with Cook and getting back on that first team and maybe back to Ulster as well.
0: Fingers crossed, eh? That'd be great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks to everybody for listening today. And again, uh, don't forget, uh, with Mama Loves Sport and with Off the Bench, you know, we we can only spread the word if you spread our word. So if you see us on social media, can you please share it, pass it on, and that way uh, we can grow this movement even more. Until the next time, everyone. Thanks for listening and enjoy your sport. That was an Off The Ball Podcast Network presentation.